Hello, I'm Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox podcast. You can check out my work at myersdetox.com. And on my website and on this podcast, we talk about everything related to heavy metal and chemical detoxification, how toxins are affecting your body, how to detox them safely, and how you really can live a long, healthy life by you know, implementing detoxification and adding it to your health lifestyle, your healthy lifestyle already, what you're doing with diet and exercise and nutrition, detox needs to be a fundamental component of your health regime. Today, we have my colleague, Dr. Stephen Cabral on the show. This is a really good show. We talked about how to address toxic fat accumulation and how toxins are contributing to cellulite and to weight gain. If you can't lose that muffin top or you just find it impossible to lose weight, you're going to really want to listen to this show. It's really, really good. So we talk about why your body is forced to accumulate toxic fat. We'll talk about the different types of fat and how to know what toxic fat looks like. Uh, we'll explore how to know if you have toxic fat and what can happen if you lose weight too rapidly. You get this rush of toxins in your body because these, you know, when you're losing weight really rapidly or starving yourself or fasting or going on a low calorie diet, you know, all the fat that or all the toxins stored in your fat start releasing into your system and you can get really tired, fatigued, headached. Uh, I think that's what part of the keto flu is, is really, you know, toxins being released from your fat. But we'll also talk about how to eliminate stored toxins from the body as well. Really, really good show. So I know a lot of you guys listening to this show are concerned and rightly so about heavy metal and toxin accumulation. So I created a quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com where you can learn your relative body burden of toxins simply by taking this easy quiz. And afterwards, you get a free video series, the very extensive video series that talks about how to detox your body. Where do you start? How long does it take? I answer a lot of your frequently asked questions about detox. So go take it really quick at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, is Dr. Stephen Cabral, is a board-certified doctor of naturopathy and founder of the Cabral Wellness Institute and StephenCabral.com. At 17 years old, Dr. Stephen Cabral was diagnosed with a life-altering illness and given no hope for recovery. Every day, he suffered endlessly for many years, and it was only after Stephen traveled all over the world and discovered how to combine ancient Ayurvedic healing practices with state-of-the-art naturopathic and functional medicine did he understand finally how to fully rebalance the body and re-energize it with life. Today, Dr. Kapal's uh, online in Boston practice, where he and his team have completed over 250,000 client appointments um, he uses functional medicine, lab testing, and personalized wellness plans to help people rebalance their mind and body to recover from autoimmune, thyroid fatigue, hormone weight gain, digestive, childhood mood, skin, and dozens of other hard-to-treat health conditions. His mission is to help people understand uh, that there is always a reason why you have not achieved your ideal wellness or weight loss goals and that you can and will get well again. I firmly believe that also. You can learn more about Dr. Cabral and his work at equa.life and at stephencabral.com. So that's E-Q-U-I dot L-I-F-E. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. 
So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? You have a, a really kind of compelling background story and how you got into uh, functional medicine. Yeah, for me, I mean, a lot of natural health practitioners I've found over the years, it's, it's a strange field to get into, you know, to say when you're eight years old, I want to become a, you know, natural health doctor of, of any type or practitioner. And so for me, it was like many others, but uh, when I was 17 years old, I got extremely sick. And the difference with this was that it was called an idiopathic disease, which simply means that medical doctors, all the best of the best in Boston, Boston Massachusetts, couldn't figure out why I was, I had swollen glands over my entire body. I ended up having blood sugar dysregularity and they just couldn't pinpoint it. So they passed me on from specialist to specialist. And this went on for about two years. And I mean, when you think about kind of like the prime of your life, your, you know, senior year of high school, you're taking your SATs, you're trying to get ready for college and, you know, relationships and friends and all those great things. And it was a very difficult time for me so much. So I almost did not uh, graduate because I had to leave school for a period of a few months and really be able to try to keep up with my education on my own because my body was so uh, debilitated and I couldn't control inflammation in my body. So I had swollen glands uh, all over my entire body. Well, a couple of years later, fast forward, I ended up meeting a natural health practitioner. And this is in the late 90s. So there was no real internet. I always say at least where I was in Medford, Massachusetts. And so what I realized was there was a whole other world to health that didn't have to do with just palliating symptoms and pharmaceuticals and blood work. I started to run things like the organic acids test, food sensitivity testing, adrenal-based testing. And when I found out all of the different imbalances in my body, I unfortunately took these to my PCP and they started running, running advanced blood work. And that's when I got diagnosed with actual diseases such as type 2 diabetes, Addison's disease, which is the inability to produce cortisol, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, what's called mast cell activation syndrome, and a lot of other issues on top of that. And then I got, like most people, prescribed a handful of pharmaceuticals, and lo and behold, they worked. So I actually started to feel better. The problem was, of course, then I started reading about all of the different side effects. And as a you know, 19-year-old kid, my life didn't look like it was going to live too long. I was going to live to be that long if I continued down this path. So that's really what led me then to natural health. And um, I can go on from there, but I was fortunate enough to be able to have a lot of great mentors along the way and then be able to now go on and, and heal myself. So I no longer have the Addison's disease, the type two diabetes or, or anything. And, and actually every year that goes by, you know, I always say I'm, I'm feeling healthier and younger than ever. Yeah. I, I can say the same thing too. I feel fantastic. I keep feeling better and better and better. So, and I, I love hearing stories like this. It's such a testament to natural health and healing. And, and you use detoxification in your practice as well, when you're working with patients. And I think that it's a, a rare functional medicine practitioner that's looking at the toxin component and how that's contributing to people's symptoms. Yeah. One of the reasons why that came about is when I was um, doing my doctoral work as a doctor of naturopathy, I preferred to do my internships uh, overseas. And the reason was I had already seen about a hundred practitioners. And I know it seems like a ridiculous number, but I had seen about two dozen uh, or so different conventional medicine doctors and specialists. You know, I went through literally everything from ear, nose, and throat. I went to the best allergist. I went like, so it did just put me through a battery of tests. 
And then after that, I went to see, you know, kinesiologists. I went to see, you name it. I went to see all these different practitioners and, and they honestly, they all taught me something new, which was great, but none of them were able to put it all together. And I was really looking for somebody that said, yeah, there's not one box you fit into because I clearly didn't, I would get a little bit better and then I would relapse. So I would get better for like six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, and then relapse again. And, and I would have chronic sinus infections, chronic pneumonia. I just couldn't regulate uh, what's called cytokine production, histamines, the inflammation in my body. And so it just kept wearing me down. And then I got introduced. Uh, I didn't get introduced. I was reading hundreds of books a year and trying to figure this out because again, the, the answers were there. I knew they were, I just couldn't figure it out. So I kept reading. And this book that my mentor wrote, Dr. Pete, it really spoke to me. It was about combining Ayurveda with functional medicine. And that's what she did. And that she was doing this in the early 2000s, which was rare to combine Ayurvedic medicine with functional medicine. Once I met her, she combined at-home functional medicine lab testing with Ayurvedic medicine, detoxification protocols and genetics. And, and I got well, like I got well within six months and I've been trying for 10 years. So after all that time, I finally just had it all put together. She certainly, uh, who's what I attribute that success to, but then I said, oh, I want to study more about Ayurvedic medicine. So I ended up doing three internships overseas, uh, two in India, one in Sri Lanka. And what I realized was in Ayurvedic medicine and, and many of the Eastern-based philosophies of medicine, you don't actually get better until you, it's a subtractive process, until you remove first. And it's because we have so many great nutritional supplements. We have so many great things that we can add to our body. And a lot of it's through biohacking, et cetera, which you know, I don't love that term but they don't usually stick. You don't get well until you empty that cup first, right? It's hard to pour into a full cup already. So in Ayurvedic medicine, you move through Panchakarma or you move through detoxification protocols they've been using for over 6,000 years. And it's not dissimilar for traditional naturopathy. You would literally go out into the, like a cabin in the woods. You'd be doing forest bathing, cold uh, water therapy back then. You'd be, you know, all these different things to remove, remove from the body as you then begin to build it up. So I learned from Ayurvedic medicine that oftentimes healing is a subtractive process while then also replacing your deficiencies. And I took that to my practice and, and that actually was such a big part of it. And of course, not doing Pachacama per se, but bringing up to now the, the functional medicine protocols that we know so much about. Yeah. And so I want to talk today about uh, toxic fat and, mm. uh, you know, weight gain, because I think so many people are overweight and it's not their fault where they, in I was in the same boat myself where you think, oh, if I just exercise more and eat less, then I'd finally be able to lose weight. And then people do that and they will starve themselves and work out for a couple hours a day. And they still, the scale doesn't budge as much as they should and people blame themselves. And so I want to kind of dispel that myth today and, and talk about toxic fat. So what is toxic fat accumulation? Yeah. And, and I mean, you're absolutely right. And I just want to make a point on that is that a lot of our practice is helping people with weight loss because weight loss is not to be viewed as something necessarily negative. It's the, the, not as lean as you are getting to a healthy body weight is actually one of the best things that you can do for overall wellness and anti-aging. So in our practice, the number one thing we want to help people do is if they're not already at a healthy weight is to help them get to a healthy weight, because a lot of the wellness issues will disappear as you're doing the things that you need to do in order to lose the weight properly, of course. And just like you said, 
you can't diet, you can't over diet and you can't over exercise because when you do your body is actually going to be more than of that starvation state. You're going to be at a lowered metabolic rate. And we see it all the time in clinical practice, especially with women more so than men is their thyroid just starts to plummet. So their TSH starts to creep above a three and then a four. And you just, you just see all these issues go on with the stress hormones. They're uh, promoting, but not intentionally by dropping their calories or dropping their fast or making their fast, maybe too, a little bit too long. So when we look at toxic fat though, this was really important that we started to look at in our practice because a lot of people would come in. And again, uh, my practice is about 75% or so females. And it, it, this is more predominant in women as well. And there's biological reasons that we can talk about with estrogen dominance, as well as um, just basically adipose tissue in general. But when you look at it, what a lot of women were coming in, they were coming in feeling puffy and swollen and holding a little bit more water. And at the same time that this was really creeping up, they were also feeling a little bit lower mood and a little bit tired. They all kind of went together. And so we started to look at this. We said, okay, this is really interesting. It's not dissimilar to a lot of chronic illness that we see in other areas. So in our practice, originally, we started using these functional medicine detoxes over a decade ago. And they were, you had to use a lot of products back then because they didn't combine them all together like they do now. And we were seeing as a side effect to helping people with a lot of autoimmune issues with these functional medicine detoxes, we were seeing massive weight loss as a side effect. And what we realized was that this toxic fat, and we can kind of go into more deeper what it is, is really the accumulation, not of excess calories in many cases, but there's over a 100,000 man-made chemicals in the environment right now. That's the minimum from the World Health Organization. And the average person, again, this is female-based, but men are not far behind at all, was 126 different chemicals a woman was exposed to before leaving the house in the morning, just from household products, bath products, beauty products, cosmetics, et cetera. And when you see that statistic, you look at it and you say, okay, well, that doesn't seem like it's that enormous of a number, but it's that these are man-made chemicals that the body was never made to process and it's not able to keep up with. So there's a lot of people out there that say, you don't need to detox. There's no such thing. Your liver does it all the time, but that's, that's cursy every knowledge. That's like the outside of the onion. Yes. Your, your liver is always detox. And we can get into that if you'd like, I'm sure you've, you know, you've explained this before because you have a, obviously a breadth of knowledge within this space and you talk about it, but people have to understand is that our body is always detoxing. Yes. It's what keeps us alive. However, there is, and there are hundreds of different microparticles that your liver is not able to detox. And where do those go? Well, they actually, your blood in your body knows exactly what to do with them. It will move them into adipose tissue or adipocytes, which is just your body fat. And it does that because it stores them away and locks them away potentially forever until that body fat's broken down. Yeah. And, and people don't realize that it's say you're you know, you're working out you've got that last 15 pounds, you just can't lose your body will not let it go. It's using that as a storic receptacle. And it's vital for you to not release all those toxins in your body because it can redistribute in your, the fat tissue in your brain or in your nervous system. And so your body, your body's very, very intelligent. It's just going to store it away around your middle and your other body parts. And so part of weight loss is detoxification. So uh, talk to us a little bit more in detail. Like what does this toxic fat look like exactly? Is it different from 
typical fat and there's white fat and brown fat. Give us some of these, uh, these distinctions. Yeah, so we're looking at what we call it toxic fat. You can actually look at an individual and you can actually see, is this subcutaneous fat? Like, is this the typical fat that a person may have where uh, you have, we'll do a quick breakdown. So visceral fat, if we're looking at that, would be looking at someone with more of a harder, like pot belly type look, right? So it's protruding a little bit, but it's firm. It's actually, you can't really grab it. That's, that's firm. That is one of the worst types of fat that you can have. That's going to be fat around the actual essential organs, the internal organs and distributed through your, your muscle fiber tissue as well. So that for sure is, uh, is one of the worst subcutaneous fat is going to be, you know, if you were to roll over a little bit, crunch down, you might have a, a little bit of roll of fat or a couple rolls of fat there around the midsection or, or three the love or handles. Four, That's going to be subcutaneous. Or three or four rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just depends, right? It all depends on what we need to lose at that moment in time. And that can of course change. And then you're also looking at cellulite. And cellulite is going to be more of this subcutaneous fat. However, the actual structure has now changed from the fascia that is essentially holding this body fat, subcutaneous fat in place. And oftentimes that cellulite is caused specifically by toxins. It swells the adipose tissue. It does not swell it uniformly. And along with a lack of exercise, oftentimes um, that can lead to greater amounts of cellulite. But we've seen tremendous changes in cellulite with functional medicine detoxes, as well as body fat. And the last thing I'll just say is there's almost a, a lymphatic um, connection to this or not almost there is. So let's say you're wearing socks or you're wearing, you know, um, like a bra or something like that. If you take it off and you see the line there, it can mean that there is this water, there's this edema that your body is holding on to. Because remember, it's not just body fat. It's also the amount of water you're holding onto from the inflammation caused by these toxins themselves. So the, the toxins are both internal and external. I know we can get to that in, in a bit if you'd like, but all of these things uh, begin to accumulate and cause inflammation or essentially processes like you just spoke about before, where your body knows what to do with it. It has to move these either through the liver, through the kidneys, which is going to come out through your urine or through your stool, all through the sweat, or you huff off a little bit through your lungs. And if that's not happening, it needs to put it somewhere safe, which is the, which is the fat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people don't realize that there's a lot of people out there that their lymph is not moving and they can accumulate even 10, 15 or 20 pounds of this lymph fluid throughout their body. And you've got to move, you've got to walk a rebounding is great. You've got to do, you know, I do massages on a regular basis. I do dry brushing. I do all kinds of things. I'm very, very highly aware of moving my lymph because it doesn't just move on its own. Uh, you have to, to exercise and things like that. So that can be part of what you think is fat or you're overweight. It can just be this, you know, kind of blocked lymph fluid, so to speak. And it can even get kind of the cottage cheese consistency as well. And there's places that you can go to get like this inert gas kind of lymph treatments to help get that lymph melting and, you know, flowing. So you talked a little bit earlier about what causes toxic fat, or is there anything else that you want to add to that? Like what's going on here? What's are any specific toxins you want to talk about? So I, I have a, a term that I, that I often use and it's used in functional medicine. It's the rain barrel effect. And so what happens is 
that most of us are able to deal with a small amount of these man-made toxins. Again, our bodies are not meant to process them, but luckily we have a phase one, phase two liver detox system that as long as we're getting the right nutrients, we're able to move most of these through on a daily basis. But when you actually look at the research, and again, all of this is well-researched um, on PubMed and other publications, there seems to be a three to 5% increase every single year in organic pollutants. Now, organic makes it seem like it's a good thing, but organic is just basically outside in our environment or internal milieu or environment as well. And these begin to accumulate. So three to 5%, you know, on a small amount is not a big deal, but that accumulates every single year. And so if we're looking at that, the accumulation happens over time. You don't oftentimes, although we are seeing it now more in teenagers, unfortunately, it used to be not something that we would see until late 20s at the earliest. But now, of course, we're, we're, we are seeing it earlier. Uh, and then, of course, once you get to your 30s, 40s and beyond, it becomes that much more difficult. And it does become a lot more difficult uh, and, and always has been. And Ayurveda has known this for, for thousands of years, that the kapha body type, the body type that has a little bit thicker joints, uh, they typically have great hair, great skin, great nails, great immune system but their body's an accumulator. So those are the people where, you know, they have to be a little bit more careful with the carbohydrates they eat. They have to exercise a little bit more where they might have friends where they can eat all the carbs they want and barely exercise and they lose weight. So it's just, again, we have different body types. And there's pros and cons to both. They actually hold a bit more. So what we like to make sure that body type is specifically aware that detoxification is even more for them since they're more of an anabolic type than a catabolic type. So one of the best things that you can do is, because a lot of people, they do need the data to back that up. And so they're just saying, well, I don't know if I necessarily believe this. And I get it. I mean, I was the biggest skeptic for 10 years. And the reason was that I tried everything and nothing seemed to work in order to get well. But the nice thing is it's very difficult to refute data, nor should, do I believe that you should refute data that is on your own body. So you could actually run environmental toxicity test right now. It's only, uh, it's a small amount of urine that you take uh, first thing in the morning. So it's just 10 milliliters of urine. You can run it through the lab and you can ship that in. You can actually look at a lot of these organic pollutants. Uh, these would be things like xylenes and volatile organic compounds and different pesticides for the environment. So that's a really nice lab to run. And I'll get to kind of the statistics overall in case you don't want to spend the money on those labs. You can also run heavy metal labs right at home. So you're able to just use a small amount of blood from just a little finger prick. That's it. Like you would take for a glucometer or from a urine strip. And you're able to look at lead or mercury or aluminum, which are a lot of the most invasive ones in the environment. Same with cadmium. And these directly affect the thyroid and the thyroid that also affect our body's ability to burn calories, burn body fat, which allows for more of an accumulation. So that could be looked at as toxic fat as well, since if the toxins weren't there, well, then it wouldn't be causing the inflammation. It also wouldn't be causing things like the fluoride buildup or the cadmium buildup that directly, or bromines that directly affect the thyroid. So what are some of the easiest and first steps to reduce people's daily toxin exposure? So- and one thing I will say too, is if someone didn't want to run a lab test, they actually, this is, this is an amazing study. You may have already shared it before, but it was by the environmental working group. And what they found was that, and this is unborn children. And what they found was that unborn children, they looked to look, actually looked at fetal cord blood. There were, they only, they only tested for 400 toxins. That's it. And out of the 400 toxins, they averaged 232 
for each one of those 10 children or 10 unborn children. So we already know that these toxins are coming in from our mothers, again, unknowingly from them into our bodies. We're born already with some level of toxicity. And the main toxins that we need to be aware of are the things that we expose us ourselves to the most often. That's typically what I say. So it's so difficult to absolutely be so careful on life, nor should you, that you're worried all the time about being exposed to all these different toxins. So what I always say is you need to look at the things that you do on a routine daily basis. So the most important thing is you have to look at clean water because we keep seeing over and over, it's now no longer an anomaly that this city pops up, all of a sudden they have lead in their water. All of a sudden there's pharmaceuticals in their water. And so I write about that. I talk about that. Really, really important. Water filters are one of the first things that we do want to look at, uh, but also shower filters. So you might have fluoride in your water, which again, you can debate if it's good for your teeth or not, but certainly it's not good to swallow because when you swallow it, well, it destroys, begins to break down a lot of the gut bacteria along with the chlorine, but also it affects the thyroid. Because as part of the halogen group, when you take in fluoride, you're displacing iodine and iodine is needed in order to create active thyroid molecules. So we, we want to be careful with our water. We want to be careful with our food. And so food, the best thing I tell people, the easiest thing to do is follow the clean 15 and the dirty dozen. So if you can't purchase all organic, then you're going to want to stick to the clean 15. These are vegetables that can, or fruit that can be purchased non-organic, conventional, because they're not sprayed as heavily, or you peel away the skin. And then the dirty dozen, either don't eat those at all, or purchase them organic. And there's kind of no in-between, meaning like they're so toxic that you don't want to eat them, even though it's a fruit or vegetable, if you can't get them organic. So that's a good place to start. And then also cooking utensils. Um, so if people are using aluminum pans, I would recommend switching over to a stainless or ceramic or glass. Uh, so you're not getting the microscopic particles of aluminum. Don't use aluminum foil. Uh, those types of things can be really beneficial. And then of course we can talk about bath product shampoo if you'd like. Yeah. And so how do you go about detoxing your patients? So, so how do you eliminate stored toxins from their bodies? We do a true functional medicine detox, which is ramping up phase one and phase two liver detox. So my, you know, my, my goal previous in practice, this is over 10 years ago, I used to use around 10 different products. Like it'd be NAC, it would be, you know, a good fiber-based product, it'd be a lot of different things. And now I formulate for a company named Equal Life, but you can use other brands as well. There's no doubt about that, but yet they'll all, they always should do the same thing. So the first phase is a lot of the B vitamins. It's a lot of the minerals that you need, selenium, zinc, all your B vitamins should be in there. And then that's just the basis. But then what happens is your body breaks down a lot of these fat soluble toxins that are coming in, creates them and changes them into what's called an intermediary metabolite. The problem is this, a lot of people are getting in a good amount of vitamins and minerals every day. They might be taking a good functional medicine, activated multi, something like that. The problem is people are not getting in enough of the sulfur-based amino acids. So when they don't get those, they actually change them into an intermediate metabolite, which just think of it as like almost like a free radical. So it creates a lot of inflammation in the body and it doesn't have a home yet. It can't be excreted that easily. So your body knows how to do this, but it needs what's called sulfur, sulfur-based amino acids. And it uses, uh, well, it uses cruciferous vegetables. That's a big part of it. So broccoli and cauliflower, uh, bok choy, these types of things, which are 
people are not eating a lot of, and you need to eat even more if you're exposed to a lot of these toxins, but you can get it through taurine and acetylcysteine, which they're actually looking at banning right now, believe it or not. Um, glutathione, glutamine, cysteine, all the different precursors to essentially glutathione that helps then make it water soluble so that you can easily excrete it through your stool, through urine or through sweat. Yeah, it's a, um, there's so many different nutrients you need to take to detox. And I think vitamin E is super important. Also helps to recycle glutathione, a big master antioxidant. There's, there's a lot of different substances you can take in addition to chelators or binders and, and all kinds of things like that. Do you acute, do you use those in your practice too? You know, I'm not, so a lot of people are big on binders. I am not big on binders except for short-term use. So I use binders for any, any daily. So for example, my daughter, the other night, she got sick after we went out to dinner. We don't know what it was, assuming it was bacteria right away. She's getting binders. She's getting vitamin C, which recycles glutathione. Just like you spoke about. It's a powerful antioxidant, which helps her free radicals. Uh, it could even get the bowels moving a little bit as well with magnesium. And then we're using binders to try to bind up whatever she ate. But the problem with binders that's really never talked about is that, one, if it's charcoal, it's carcinogenic. So that, that's a big part of it. And the second is that it's binding up a lot of other nutrients as well. So I use binders on our mold protocol. I use it on our parasite protocol from an intestinal cleanse, and I will use it for specific other reasons as well. However, I much prefer to keep the bowels moving once, twice, three times a day, and then use the nutrients that we just spoke about to get that detox process happening. And then again, in special cases, I'll use more binders as well. And again, I'm not against them. It's just a lot of people talk about binders on a daily basis. And I just get a little worried with that, with what else it's binding up. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be careful. You have to have everything in moderation for sure. And so uh, let's talk about, you know, when people are losing weight, what can happen? Because you're, if you're losing weight rapidly, which a lot of people, that's their goal, or they're doing fasting or, you know, what they're, whatever they're doing. And all these toxins start coming out of their fat. What is it? What should people do in that case? What is your recommendation to be aware of when you're rapidly losing weight? So this is also one of the biggest overlooked parts with weight loss. And one of the reasons why people don't often feel very well when they're losing a lot of weight, especially rapidly is because what happens is, as we spoke about towards the beginning, that any excess toxins are being stored in your body fat or adipose tissue and potentially in your brain because your brain is predominantly fat as well. So when we look at this, when you break down body fat, you are essentially releasing stored energy. So you're releasing all those stored cal calories to be used now as fuel. All right. So a lot of people doing keto or low carb or whatever it might be, what they don't realize is that toxins from years ago, I mean, they found DDT in people's sweat from, you know, fat loss, from, from detoxification and DDT is in our, in our environment still, but it's been banned for about 40 plus years. And uh, I work a lot with certain elite athletes as well. And some of them, not athletes that I've worked with, but athletes that I know have tested positive for banned substances, even though they haven't used those in years. And the reason is, is they will drop like, for example, mixed martial artists, they will drop 20 pounds in 24 hours. And yes, most of that is water. However, some of it's body fat and a lot of it, I mean, they don't have a whole lot of body fat left by the end of that, you know, cutting period. And so when we look at that, we say, well, 
No, they didn't take those banned substances in the last year or two, but they were stored in their body fat. And they're not looking at that part of it because they're being released. Now, here's the big problem though. You can end up with all sorts of what's called Herxheimer reactions from a release in all these stored toxins because your liver, your body wasn't able to deal with them in the first place. Now you force them into your blood. So when adipose tissue is essentially broken down, it's lifelized, what you're looking at is all the different uh, heavy metals, uh, PCBs, the fluoride, the whatever is stored is now coming out into your bloodstream. Okay, now your bloodstream has to say, well, where are we going to put these? We can't really put them in the body fat because blood sugar is low, most likely insulin's low. Okay, we're going to say, we're going to now we need to use them for fuel, what we just got. Now we have to process these things to the liver again. The liver, congested is not a great word for it, but simply not able to keep up. So your body now has cycling toxins in the blood. And again, if you want to kind of put up a name on like, what is this toxin? We'll think of it as like PCBs that we've heard about before, or BPAs, or phthalates, or sodium lauryl sulfate, or fluoride, or like think of any of those things that's now in your bloodstream. So what happens is the body creates a lot of inflammation and free radicals. So free radicals are created from that position. And they found though, again, this is well studied, this is, this is on PubMed, is that what the body does is it ramps up its own internal production of antioxidants, superoxide dismutase. It looks at uh, produ producing more glutathione, but how does it do that? Well, it only does that if it has the raw material, which is why, again, when someone's losing weight, one of the safest and best ways to lose weight is actually on a functional medicine detox because you're getting the nutrients that are supplied for your liver while you're losing the weight at the same time. And so it works really well. If not, again, you can end up with really bad fatigue, headaches, brain fog, low mood, et cetera. Yeah. I had a girlfriend that lost 110 pounds. I actually, actually have on the podcast uh, many, many years ago. And uh, she did a 600 calorie a day diet, lost weight very rapidly. And she developed a cyst at the base of her spine. And she had to have it surgically removed. And I told her that a cyst is how the body stores toxins um, because it's just trying desperately to find some way to put these toxins somewhere. And uh, it was really very painful for her. And I think her doctor probably had no idea uh, that it was full of toxins, but it can be you know, very problematic to remove these surgically if they burst in the body and then release all these toxins back into the body. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that is one of the big ones and your skin oftentimes will show you what's going on internally. So whether it be skin rashes, acne, psoriasis, eczema, rosacea, uh, starting to get dandruff, dry scalp on the top of the head, uh, little, um, what looks like sores at the edge of the mouth, but not cold sores, lack of vitamins there. So the, the skin, the external will show you oftentimes what's going on internally. And, and we have to heed that advice. Again, we can't use all sorts of different potions and creams and things like that to get rid of it. There's nothing wrong with using nice natural oils and items on the skin. However, internally is what we really need to be focused. And so how can someone work with you and, you know, do your fat, your toxic fat detox, your functional medicine detox, how do people find you? Yeah, they can find the heavy metal toxicity test or the environmental toxicity test or the mold toxicity tests all at a website, which is equi.life. So it's equi.life. So that's essentially our virtual practice. We work with people all over the world and we are able to ship those labs, uh, which typically you would need a doctor to sign off. You still do. We sign off on it. Um, and protocols all over the world. So now we can, of course, do consultations with anyone anywhere. 
And then the actual protocols like our functional medicine detox are on the same website. Um, and then again, if people are looking for more information, uh, I wrote a book called the rain barrel effect. So that's essentially an intro into the top 10 toxins in the environment. And then how to use something that I call the de-stress protocol to begin to rebalance the body, whether it's chronic illness, uh, weight loss, or, or aging based issues. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Cabral, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so interesting. I love talking to other, you know, functional medicine practitioners about detoxification. There's always like so many, you had so many little pearls uh, of wisdom there. So thanks for coming on the show and um, any closing words or thoughts, something we haven't talked about yet. Well, I would just say that I'm, I'm really happy that, you know, you really moved this topic and subject forward for everyone out there. And the reason is that this is one of the most overlooked areas in terms of getting your health back. You can do everything in your power to balance hormones, or your adrenals, or your thyroid. But if you don't work that subtractive process, if you don't empty first, adding more oftentimes is not the answer. So just appreciate all the work you do. And, and thanks again for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you. I, I love what I do. I love teaching people about toxins. And, and I, I agree you know, a lot of the, the reason these different hormonal and, you know, body systems break down is toxins and heavy metals are interfering in those processes from functioning properly. So yeah, it's a very important component of health and anti-aging. I want to be talking a lot more about anti-aging um, on the show and how to go about that. So uh, Dr. Cabral, thanks for coming on the show and everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Myers Detox podcast. Uh, I just wake up every day, just so happy to be able to, you know, learn more about the body and detoxification and share that information with you and all of our uh, experts that come on the show. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I so appreciate you taking the time uh, to, uh, to share with me every week. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.